Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we're playing with our toys. Uh, <laughs> this is your podcast for November 27th, 2022, the first Sunday of Advent in year A. Whoa. Happy New Year. Happy yeah. Lectionary New Year. Lectionary New Year, Gospel of Matthew, the whole ball. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. Bruce, other than playing with your microphone, uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. <laughs> I'm glad to see Apparently, it. Apparently, uh, once again, easily amused. The <laughs> caffeine is hitting for you, yes, so that's good. Definitely. I'm glad glad to hear that. Um, yeah, year A. Um, um, we the, the the lectionary calendar does not follow uh, the traditional um, uh, yearly calendar that we yeah. use. Uh, so uh, our so year, we can say Happy New Year a month early. Yes, uh, and our so yeah, but our um, our year starts now. Uh, um, do we do we do anything else along with this uh, th this year calendar? Does our budget start now too, or uh, anything no, fun like that? Interesting idea, but no. <laughs> um, we light the Advent wreath candle Sunday by Sunday. Mm -hmm. We'll start that this week. We start um the year off as we'll read about in a few minutes with pondering our eventual fates as individuals mm. get us spiritually ready for new things um, and get our christmas shopping done <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. um so yeah obviously this uh th this uh, as you're listening to this you're either for preparing for or recovering from uh tryptophan overload and uh <laughs> Um, uh, uh, the well, easy pounds that we've all just added to ourselves that will take a little while to, yeah, to work well, off. And it's possible while one is preparing a fancy meal for Thursday, this is playing in the kitchen. Possibly. We'll, uh, we'll I try mean, to keep it cleaner. Than I would well. recommend something else. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and turn this off and find something a little bit more you know mood appropriate um uh, but yeah 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 I, I mean i have to admit uh thanksgiving has has, has uh quickly become um probably my more favorite holiday uh -huh. um the commercialization of everything yeah. that happens in the immediate starting the immediate day thereafter um uh, is is not my favorite even earlier even earlier now i, was gonna, I thought you were gonna say the day after halloween it really has started yeah. to become that way yeah. um um yeah the the quote-unquote quote-unquote black friday sales uh started i think last friday oh at least it, depending on whose email list you're on insane it's yeah. crazy um so uh i mean Love celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. uh, not a big fan of modern day Christmas. Right. Just, just, <laughs> just me uh, there. So yeah, if you're preparing, if you're listening to this while you're preparing the turkey, you're doing God's work right now. That's <laughs> that's my personal opinion. Um, you are walking in the way of righteousness. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Blessed blessings to you and to yours. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, uh, very much enjoy this this time of year. Yeah. Uh, very much enjoy the. You know the leaves changing, the the, the fall uh, and, and the snow covering, the, the, the eventual <laughs> yeah the, the the sometimes snow coverings, um, but uh, uh, I like this in between time between Me too. Uh, Me too. Uh, seasons. So uh, what all what all other than uh, um, the the advent uh, 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 lighting of the advent candles and and, and everything? Uh, do we 
have things that we want to promote for uh, for the church? For... Yeah, this. Um... Okay. Pretend this is Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. A week from tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> okay, that'll just mess people up. A, a week from this Friday is game night. Yes. Um, December 2nd. Yeah. And the next day is the uh, Breakfast with St. Nicholas yep. at 9 a.m. Uh, where Breakfast and trains with St. Nicholas. Yes. <laughs> the, the trains. I have to admit, bought a few new things and building a few new things for this year's display. I'm sure. But delicious pancakes, crafts for the kids and adults who want to do them. And just generally a, a kickback good time. Thoroughly uncommercialized, I think. Yeah, relatively speaking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not Santa Claus. It is Saint Nicholas. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm buying ad space in the <laughs> in, in the parish hall for, during... for which we're thankful. For. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. No, I'm not. Uh, um, but if you want me to, uh, maybe I will. Um, but, but yeah, no. It's a it's a uh... yeah. We'll we'll sell your title company the naming rights to Saint Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> title company presents um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well saint nicholas was concerned about the homeless so there you go there yeah. you go this is a, yeah, a tie you're, you're selling you're, you're selling the my own product to me uh i like it i like it but yeah it's a it, it's a it is a great time yeah. it's, a, it's a lot of fun uh and and who doesn't like pancakes and and sausage you know, and, and trains. trains and yeah the the joy, really, the kids are so cute with St. Nicholas. Oh, yeah. Is, oh, I yeah. just look forward to that every year. For sure. But yeah, this is our this is our last, and this is our last Sunday uh, in November. We'll we'll be you know the last uh, the last month of the year uh, calendar wise. Yes. Uh, and um, so as as and, and it's the earliest mm-hmm. that the first Sunday of Advent can fall on the secular calendar. Oh, really? I so that means that. there's. There's a full week between the fourth Sunday of Advent and Christmas Day. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, does because we're just starting into a new uh, lectionary year, yeah. and we've got three A, B, and C. Um, are there any like uh, identities that we can identify between the different years? Like, is the I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, like uh, we we just finished year C. Lot of Luke, right? Uh, so a lot of good um, made-up stories by Jesus, mm-hmm, you know, prodigal mm-hmm. son and that sort of thing. Um, Matthew tends to put in a little more um, his, historical context, okay, in when he's describing what Jesus is doing and and hinting at why, but he doesn't spell it out. None of the Gospels do as to why exactly he's doing any particular thing usually. Um, it's a bit longer than the gospel of Mark. Um, in most Bibles, gospel of Matthew comes first. A lot of people think of it as the first gospel, uh, though really Mark was older. Yeah. Um, but it's, um, it, and to me, it's sort of the middle gospel in terms of, Mark is so sparse, and Luke is Luke and John are so rich, and Matthew falls in between those. Gotcha. Those approaches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mark. Uh, I forget if we get that into that in year B. 
or yeah, yeah. You get Mark in year B with John. Yeah, um, but yeah, Mark, it really is uh, like a you know Jesus went here and he did this, and we're moving on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, all right, got it, got it, got it. Um, which which makes sense for the first gospel written, yeah. uh, because these are the essentials, the, the essentials. But also, you know, if you're if you're writing it for the first time, like your your mindset is like, I, I gotta get I gotta get down to you know yeah the base story, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know the the let's the, get to Holy Week ASAP. Yeah, exactly, I, exactly right. You know, let me tell you about a man named Jesus. He did this. He said this, and this happened to him. And mm-hmm. you know. If you haven't heard, now you heard. <laughs> and now we respond. <laughs> yeah. Thank you and good night. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, so well, uh, let's uh, let's get, move over to our um, this day in church history. Woo-hoo. So this day, November twenty seventh, in church history, uh, we begin in year three hundred ninety nine. Anastasius becomes bishop or pope, uh, before we started counting popes, I guess, of Rome, uh, and he will condemn the writings of Origen, uh-huh. and Origen was with a capital O. So Yeah, that's the name. Okay. Who or what is Origen? Origen was one of the early church leaders, obviously, being in the 300s. Um, Christianity had become legal, so folks in the Roman Empire, so... People were now writing and being able to transmit their writings across the very fast communication channels of the Roman Empire. So people started to realize what other folks were talking about. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. Origen was part of a tradition and a leader of a tradition that believed that one could, to really boil it down, earn one's way into heaven. Oh, okay. Okay. That Jesus made it easier, but even if you didn't believe in Jesus, uh, even if you didn't believe in God, if you lived a good life, you'd get into heaven. Which, um, when I was in seminary, we used to joke he was—he's an Episcopal saint <laughs> and a heretic to everyone else. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. And for those of uh, you who are curious, uh, Origen, the man, uh, is is uh, spelled O-R-I-G-E-N. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I'm not sure if he's the origin of the word origin. I don't think so. Um, so uh, just as a as an FYI. Uh, our next one is uh, 639. We see the d- death of Bishop uh, Acaris? Acaris of uh, Noyon... Oh, wow, I don't even know how to pronounce this. Noyon Tournai. Uh, that sounds very French. An event remembered chiefly because his replacement will be the beloved medieval saint Elegaeus, uh, also known as Eloi. Oh, okay. So that means something to you. Okay. Not much, but <laughs> yes, I recognize the name. Okay. But yeah, it is kind of the, uh, well, you had to die for this guy to get remembered in history so thank you yeah that's literally what this says yeah. like this is noteworthy because then this person replaced them yeah I'm like okay got it got it um 1474 we see the death of composer william de fay in cambria he had pioneered developments in the singing of masses and had often been consulted on canon law in which he was an expert so imagine that uh the the, the canon the law sing- expert is also a composer a singing lawyer yeah <laughs> exactly right <laughs> Um, continuing in our march of uh, people passing away on this day, uh, 1542, the death of Margaretha, which is a 
that's a fun uh, variation of that uh, of the name. Uh, Blarer, Blarer. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. One of the first Lutheran deaconesses uh, to work uh, among women. Um, I so. admit I've never heard of her, and I didn't know Lutherans had deaconesses that early. Good yeah, for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sixteen twenty-seven. Uh, instead of death, we see the birth uh, <laughs> in the Hague, uh, Netherlands, of Louise Henrietta von Ornien, Electress. What a, another fun title. Electress of Brandenburg. She will become mother of Friedrich I, King of Prussia, oh. founder of an orphanage near Berlin, and author of hymns, among which will be Jesus Christ, My Sure Defense. Uh, so, um, not just a mother, uh, right. but not uh, just an electress. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what a fun title. Uh, um, 1731, we go back to, uh, uh, people passing away death of innocent, the first Bishop of the diocese of Urkutsk and Nurchinsk. Guess which country they're from. Uh, he established schools and evangelized the Siberians and Mongols with few resources from St. Petersburg. The church added to the regions of Selangin, Yaktusk, and oh man, a whole bunch. Of, it's just regions. A whole lot of Russian regions, regions to his, yeah, Russian regions to his duties. Um, that one's trying to kill me. Uh, <laughs> 1759, James Ramsey goes aboard the slave ship Swift and sees appalling sights that make him the champion of abolition. Mm -hmm. He breaks his uh, thigh the same day and has to leave the Navy. Consequently, he will take holy orders and begin work in the th in the islands where he will learn more about slavery and become a champion of slaves. Um, I'm not sure. Like, by breaking your thigh, I'm assuming, like, your femur or... Oh, yeah, you know that's what I mean? true. Like, Never heard of anybody breaking a thigh. But, yeah, uh, really? yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have to admit, I automatically translated that to femur in my brain. <laughs> mm -hmm. like, well, it was somewhere up high there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm not sure. Uh, that's a, the, an interesting turn of phrase, but uh, but yeah, James Ramsey uh, uh, um, witnesses uh, the things that will set him on his course. Mm -hmm. uh, eight... And he was very influential in starting the abolitionist movement in England. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1826, Christian explorer Jedediah Strong Smith enters California's San Bernardino Valley, becoming the first citizen of the United States to cross the southwestern part of the American continent. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I used to live very near there, served a church near San Bernardino, and it was one of these things of, you know, he was the first guy anyone wanted to claim <laughs> there you go i mean there literally were so many scoundrels that would flee the united states into the southwest area mm. of uh, spanish territory so we should say the first citizen of note <laughs> yes <laughs> got it and when he did it was uh territory of mexico okay uh, 1910, Baron Paul Nikolai writes th that the director of the police in Odessa, Ukraine, has refused to let him hold an evangelistic meeting without permission of the Orthodox bishop, who will not grant it. Uh, so, probably would happen today if they got a chance. Yep, to uh, an angry thing. tweet by by the Baron <laughs> uh, in 1910. Uh, no indication that anyone made a cared or uh, so. Yeah. Um, 
And then our last one, 1970, Benjamin Mendoza y Amor Flores, uh, dressed in a black clerical outfit, attempts to stab Pope Paul VI uh, in the chest during the pontiff's visit to Manila and manages to nick his chest. Uh, the Pope proceeds to read some prepared remarks as if nothing has happened. Cool under fire or yeah. knife. Yeah, yeah, cool under stabbing. Um, and you did very well pronouncing the attacker's name. I must compliment. Oh, uh, well, the, the Spanish is one of the few languages I am good at pronouncing. Uh, <laughs> the Russian names, not so much. Uh, so uh, apologies to all the, uh, the Russian Orthodox out there. Uh, very much butchered most of those events. <laughs> Um, so let's go back to uh, other events that I struggle with uh, in reading, and, you know, which is generally anything. Isaiah chapter 2 verses 1 through 5 is our first reading uh, of the new year. And that reads, The word that Isaiah son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised above the hills. All the nations shall stream to it. Many peoples shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall, shall judge between the nations, and shall arbitrate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Uh, th this chapter starts off in a kind of an interesting way. It sounds like almost kind of like a, um, you know, a banner, you know, a, a scroll gets unfurled. And, yeah. or, you know, this is a reading from the, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like that. The word that Isaiah son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Pause for effect. And is that, is that kind yeah. of, okay. And it, it's interesting that um, then that's the way we start chapter two. It kind of sounds as though like that's. Could have been the beginning. Could have been the beginning of the book. Uh, or the writing. Um, so what? Uh, um... Well, it's you know, as we've talked about before, Isaiah, we we currently believe that Isaiah had three different authors, uh -huh. um, very similar to each other, but three different authors. So it's possible that chapter one was written by someone who gathered all three together oh, okay and said okay now i, I, I gotta start this off yeah somehow to and not some just somehow but to introduce all three themes and chapter two is the beginning of first isaiah okay which focuses on how much um israel has screwed up and therefore bad things very well could happen to them. Interesting. Okay. And, so and then later it's like, yeah, bad things happen to you and now they're getting better. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause the, the chapter one, uh, just to, to pull some stuff out, uh, outside of the reading chapter one, uh, almost starts the same way in, yeah. in, in, in a way. Uh, but instead of, uh, let's see, what is, how does our start? The word that Isaiah son of Amos saw, uh, this one talks about the vision. Yeah. Um, but then goes into a, like a poem. 
or a series of poems actually mm-hmm. is what it looks like um both one and two are poems are they oh okay okay yeah i wasn't sure this one read less like a poem than chapter one maybe it's a worse poem <laughs> <laughs> well then uh then whoever wrote the opening chapter of uh chapter one then uh did first isaiah a disservice by going like here's better poetry than you're about to read <laughs> and i was gonna say you know hindsight is 2020 sure sure i sure, want sure. to improve on what first isaiah said so let's roll there you go um but uh but yeah uh um so we basically do it does kind of seem like we have two mm-hmm. beginnings to uh the book of isaiah so which is which is kind of interesting um uh the passage that we just read does go into uh, a topic that i think we've we've discussed before and i think actually does come from uh, i think that discussion came from an isaiah reading as well which was um if we if we end war which is what i want us to do um mm-hmm. taking those instruments of war and creating instruments of peace and prosperity out of them is essential. So we have this line uh, talking about beating their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks of, you know, making them some, making these tools of, uh, of murder and malice uh, into something. And self-protection. And yeah. Oh, that's true. And self-protection. So it, yes, it shows malice is pushed away from the land and also the people themselves can feel safe enough to focus on productivity instead of fear. Mm. In when this was written, when the first Isaiah was written though, um, were they still at war or was this something like they were living, they were living in a region full of war among bigger empires Mm -hmm. and, they were going to pretty soon get stepped on in the midst of that war. Gotcha. Those wars. They they well, haven't been captured. They haven't been enslaved yet. At this not point. yet, but they will. It's imminent. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and obvious that something bad's on, on is about yeah, to happen. Yeah, on the on the horizon. It wasn't a shock. Got it. Got it. Um. So. I wonder. I'm. I'm wondering then uh, how the original recipients of this uh, writing felt about it, uh, uh, at least initially. Like the so for like the first generation. Um, I, I wonder if this. I wonder if in in hindsight this book has uh, or this section of writing has more uh, more for the people who came after. <laughs> because yeah. I mean, if you read this, if you're reading this before you get enslaved, mm-hmm. um, you know what? Some of that, you know, you kind of, <laughs> you painted this kind of rosy picture, at least in two, in two of what's going to happen. And that's not, that wasn't my experience. <laughs> well, and, and again, this is another time where if we got to read even just the entire chapter, It'd be very different. Mm. So yeah, if someone came in, listened to you know these five sentences, and then left, it'd be yeah, everything's gonna be rosy. And then someone's like, you you didn't stay long enough. <laughs> um, you didn't wait for the turn. Yeah, you exactly because 
the next verse is, you have forsaken the ways of your people, O house of Jacob. Indeed, they are full of diviners from the east and soothsayers like the Philistines. And they clasp hands with foreigners. I mean, it, it, and it gets worse. <laughs> so this is this is the little bit of honey to help get down the bitter pill gotcha. of truth. Clasping hands with foreigners. Well, how audacious. Well, that... <laughs> Yeah, that's not, oh, too much public displays of affection. It's referring to taking on the spiritual practices of gotcha. false religions. Gotcha. And practicing, the, practicing, practicing them in the temple. Oh. So, you're, you know, it's oh. not just at the backyard barbecue. The Holy really of seems Holies like, is being violated. Really seems like uh, he could have led with that. Uh, well, <laughs> instead of then everyone would leave. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So he's kind of like working his way into it uh, a little bit. Other, I mean, if he led with that, it would fulfill that inaccurate stereotype that God's always angry Mm, mm -hmm. and is always yelling at us. Here it's no, you know, this is who God is. This is how God wants to be with us, and we are choosing to worship false gods, to be unethical, forget the widows and orphans, all Mm -hmm. that stuff God Mm -hmm. told us not to do in terms of mistreating others. Um, It doesn't have to be this way, guys. We can can do better. Yeah. And they won't. (laughs) And and they won't, yeah. Um, So, uh, you know, we we have also this imagery of, uh, you know, the shining hill, you know, Mm -hmm. city on a hill or beacon on, on, on a hill. Uh, kind of kind of language here in yeah. verse two uh, that that that's uh, prominent in Isaiah a lot. Um, so yeah, th- there's there's this, um, and I suppose that's the, the, this is this is not a bad way to start off electionary year because right. we do cut off right before the uh, you're done <laughs> you're done messing up uh, yeah. uh, uh, language. So it is like, hey, this is a new year, new us, right. <laughs> New leaf, new leaf. <laughs> we're we're turning on a new leaf here, um, and um, and it's not uh, uh, just like the Israelites. Uh, it's not going it, to, and, and and our in our actual New Year's uh, vows that we give to ourselves in the calendar New Year, mm-hmm. uh, it's not going to go well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> new Year and we messed it up. And, yeah. All we're, right. All we're right. You're off buying fresh <laughs> idols. I mean, and that that's part of what goes on. I right? yeah, you're. You're buying fresh idols even as you are making promises to the one true God. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe even as they're hearing these words for the first time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We like passing. Yeah. Know, <laughs> passing currency and receiving like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree with you, Isaiah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to put me this. polish up the head yeah. of my Baal statue. <laughs> just going to put this Beelzebub statue over right. here. <laughs> uh, anything else about this reading from Isaiah? Um, I'll just repeat my what I always say. If you have time, keep reading. It's it's really fascinating. It it, it does. Um, and I think we've talked about it uh, before, but it it does in a way. Uh, uh it is a it, kind of a disservice. Uh, as helpful as it is to carve up these things into, yeah. you know, lectionary style readings, it does it a great disservice by, um, um. A lot of these readings aren't whole thoughts. Like right. we're like we're we're picking a nice little section that we like, and mm-hmm. uh, 
then putting it with other little sections that we like. And uh, but um, there's a lot of context uh, around around mm-hmm. these readings that we kind of miss out, which is, I guess, uh, while we're plugging away at it, uh, the point of this podcast is to try to bring in right. a little bit more because it's not, it, it's it is easy on a Sunday to hear, you know. 10 bars of a poem and like, Oh, that was really nice. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, the context around this is the world's on fire <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's something going wrong well, that we need and, to talk about. And sadly, how should I put this? Um, more, more fundamentalist slash conservative Christians will claim these other verses in Isaiah that we're skipping over mm. as the key. And so this, because it goes on about how terrible the youth are and how terrible mm. this group is and that group right. is. And I got a, a lot of get off my lawn energy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and people say, that's who God is. Yeah. Rather than the context around it of, no, this is what the humans are doing to themselves. And God keeps saying, come back, come back, come back. Right, right, right. So we do the comebacks, but um, unfortunately we leave to others those other verses yeah. and they get abused. And that's not even uh, to mention the fact that the, this is this is Isaiah's version of yeah. God uh, yeah. as well. Right. Uh, his version, um, different than Amos's. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so uh, it, 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 it's... Uh, Context, 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 matters. context, context. Um, well, let's move on to our psalm reading for the day. 122 is our psalm reading, which is, I believe, just nine verses long. I think we're reading the whole yeah. psalm here. So um, the psalm is, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem built as a city that is bound firmly together. To it, the tribes go up the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord. For there the thrones for judgment were set up, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls and security, excuse me, security within your towers. For the sake of my relatives and friends, I will say peace be with you. For the sake of the house of the Lord, our God, I will seek your good. Um, this is a um this is a I'm reading this more as a prayer again the, the subtle differences between a you know a psalm and a poem and a prayer yeah are subtle very subtle <laughs> but uh I'm reading this one a little bit more as a as a prayer um yeah, yeah but is. uh do we have any context around psalm 122 yeah. it's because of the description within it we know that it comes, that it was written at a time after the temple was reconstructed, after Israel was freed by the Babylonians to go back and build their temple uh-huh. and to allow temple worship again. Uh, so it's one of the later Psalms. Mm-hmm. Um, it reflects the practice that was allowed uh, for people to make pilgrimage to Jerusalem for the major feast days, in this case, Thanksgiving, and um, how important those pilgrimages became to the post-exilic people mm. um, going from their homes to Jerusalem. 
and Israel was small enough that that wasn't a huge deal. Um, it was, if you were walking, it took a few days, but it wasn't like going to Mecca from America or something. Right, like that. right, right. Um, so it's it reflects that holy um, experience of making pilgrimage that is throughout the Bible, both the Hebrew Scriptures and the New Testament. Mm -hmm. of Jesus's movements through the Galilee, Mary and Joseph going to Bethlehem, going to Egypt, back from Egypt. Movement is holy and God. a place where God can be discovered. So that's what this psalm's about. Yeah, so that's in, in verse four, that's what it, specifically it's referring to, uh, to the tribes go up, Yeah, uh, the tribes of the Lord. So that's talking about uh, by tribes, they, they mean like all the different, you know, everybody. Yeah. Is, is what it's trying to say. Everybody, you know, everybody together, not just, you know, right. not, not just, just the Levites, not just the, you know, uh, mm -hmm. just every, everybody's going up. Um, uh, so I, I like the language here, bound firmly, you know, Jerusalem built as a city that is bound firmly together. Mm -hmm. um, because you have that imagery of, uh, not only is it gives you kind of this feeling of being close knit or and, and, and kind of like, Mm -hmm. compact uh which it is uh, yeah. uh it's kind of nestled in there um but also jerusalem um um jerusalem is nothing without its people mm -hmm. uh and it kind of gives that kind of that that language kind of seems to apply to the the denizens of uh of jerusalem as well that you got it there yeah it the in the hebrew it it has intentional puns about solidly built in terms of architecture and a people at unity living within it. Mm, mm -hmm. And people coming into it are included in that unity. Yeah. Um, I am a little curious about how the psalm ends, um, only because the, the way that it's translated there's something about the way that it's translated that feels a little out of place and I'm trying having trouble putting my finger on it, but it's a bit just to reiterate, it says for the sake of my relatives and friends, I will say peace be within you. No, I, I, that part doesn't stand out to me for the sake of the house of the Lord, our God, I will seek your good. It's that, I think it's that last line for me, something, um, uh, something feels a, a little weird and I'm, I'm curious as to maybe uh, the language around, I will seek your good. Um, well, it's, it's one of those things where it, someone has uh, an intense spiritual experience, mm -hmm. their life is now changed. Okay. And so the person's going to seek God's good as, at, even as they leave Jerusalem and go back to their everyday lives. Okay. One there's in many spiritual traditions, maybe even all of them, there's some kind of phrase about mountaintop experiences. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Jerusalem is built on a mountaintop. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's very applicable of someone going to Jerusalem, experiencing the high festivals in the temple, being spiritually moved. And then the challenge is to take that home with you and okay. not just say, wow, what a great vacation, but okay. I'm a changed person because I now understand 
God's love in a new way and how to apply it in new ways. Gotcha. So that last line is more implying like, and I, I'm going to seek like our good actions and, you know, uh, um, us treating each other better after the experiences. Yeah. Is... I will seek to do those things. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Um, what about this line here in verse five for, for there, the thrones for judgment were set up the thrones of the house of David. Um, we're talking about going up to Jerusalem, going up to the temple. Um, were there throw that was, was that where kind of like a judgment was, was also way in the past, way in the past. Okay. And, um, so far in the past, uh, cause that, that, the time of David was hundreds and hundreds of years before that he's the, the writer is talking more of almost the nostalgia, nostalgic mood of the um, city rather than trying to re-envision a historic time. Okay. It's like, it, it, it's like the, Oh, I smelled the Turkey as I walked in the door and the memories flooded in. Oh, okay. I gotcha. I got you. Okay. Um, and it's not even clear if this guy likes turkey. I mean, it may just be that this is historic sacred ground. Right. 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 The 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 the, the literal same same place as yeah. these these things stood. Uh, so was that you, was that tradition was was uh, was was court essentially their version of uh, judgment and court uh, set up. At te at, at, uh, on temple grounds, uh, on where the temple was? Is that where you would go to resolve a dispute? Some. Okay. Not all, but some. Um, and when, unlike at the time the psalm was written, it also, um, Israel was at the height of its political powers when David was king. Mm -hmm. it's, it was the nostalgic look. And so... The judgments handed down were highly respected mm. and seen as important for the good of all the world. Mm -hmm. Whereas by the time this was written, they were a conquered people, um, a suburb of whatever ki kingdom happened to have control over their territory, whereas the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Greeks, the Romans. And so no one cared what their judgments were. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anything else about this psalm? It, it's a beautiful psalm, and yeah. it is a good one to have handy if you're going to a place that is sacred to you, whether it's a church or a forest or whatever, um, to have ready to recite as you finish that experience. Yeah. Uh, uh real quick, we, uh, we, a lot of people attribute all the psalms to, um, David, right? Yeah. Psalm 122 is a good example as to why that's... It's just not possible. Not possible. Yeah. Yeah. Since when David died, the the first temple wasn't even considered. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and uh, it would seem very odd for him to refer to his own thrones. Right. Uh, also, it kind of wasn't David's jam. You know right. what I mean? Like, oh, yes. Blessed am I. Yes. <laughs> And he my had, thrones. He had many faults, but he was humble 
much of the time. As far as, yeah, in a lot of the readings that we can read, find. So, um, well, let's move on to our gospel reading here. Uh, Matthew chapter 24, 36 through 44. We're just jumping right in the middle uh, of what, what's going on here. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, near the end of yeah. what's going on here. Uh, but about that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the, the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two men, or two women will be grinding meal together one will be taken and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Um, this is a quote from Jesus, yes? Yes, yes. Who is Jesus communicating with at this point? I believe it's his disciples. Okay. Um, I mean, it's a long speech. Uh, yes, his disciples. Okay, and uh, and are we, it, it, when he is saying this, is this uh, just before um, uh, Palm Sunday, just before the enter entrance into it's Jerusalem? actually just after. Oh, okay, okay. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. And uh, so soon after, um, you know, two days, three days later, he'll be arrested. Okay. And tortured and killed. Yeah. Um, one could easily read this passage that we have carved out and starting in verse 40. Uh, I, actually, yeah, no, verse 40 um, would be... It would be understandable if one would read that and go, oh, this is talking about the rapture. Yeah. Um, what are we actually talking about? Perhaps the rapture. Perhaps Roman oppression. Um, what, in part because of my family heritage, when I read this, I often flash on how the Nazi, part of the Nazi terrorism was swooping into places and seemingly and sometimes very much so randomly arresting people to send to the death camps mm -hmm. that other times it was everyone but part of the terror was you didn't know when it was going to be your time yeah and the romans did the same thing so when jesus was first saying that this these words it's very possible to say yeah you know, that, that happened to my brother last week yeah. Um, we were working in the field and the soldiers came, grabbed him. And we all know all the different hmm. um, wounds that the person left behind suffers of survivor's guilt and uh, ongoing fear of when it's going to be their time, all that unknown. Whereas when it's a more, for the lack of a better term, traditional war, you can almost see it like a thunderstorm coming of mm. in this era of, okay, there are the soldiers and we can hear the horses coming, prepare ourselves. Hmm. Okay. Grab the food. Let's head to the Hills. 
Whereas this is, you don't know when the worst day of your life is going to start. Yeah. Yeah. Which is in, in a way then, uh, if that is, you know, potentially first in mind to those this is written to, um, that's an uncomfortable pairing then of like, uh, yeah, just like the Roman, uh, uh, the Roman soldiers can come and take away somebody in the field, you know, you don't know when the Lord is coming. I'm like, oh, uh, well, but <laughs> it's ambiguous what Jesus meant by the coming of the Lord, mm-hmm. because it could be a euphemism for simply you're you're dying that day. Mm. It may not be the apocalypse, and it may not even be God's will. It's just what how life happens. You gotcha, and. I've said this before, I believe, on the podcast, but um, one of the bizarre things the early church did, like in the 400s, was to wait until a person was dying to baptize them. Mm. So they'd have as little sin as possible on their head when they went to heaven. Hmm. And so priests went run, and that, that was how last rites developed. Priests would be running around town trying to baptize people as close as possible to their last breath. So they'd have extremely few sins to answer for Mm -hmm. since it's a new life once a person's baptized. Hmm. So part that was an atrocious practice, but it reflects the psychology of how humans interact with God over and over again. And I think Jesus is is addressing that dynamic. Got it. Of of people saying, well, yeah, you know, I'm, I believe in Jesus, but I'm really not going to live that way until I absolutely have to. It's just too hard or whatever. Um, and here's Jesus saying, you don't know when you should start mm-hmm. being a good person. So start now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially in the context uh, also of, um, you know, his arrest and, and you know, judgment and crucifixion yeah. is coming. Um, again, in order to, I, I think I've had this thought before. Uh, so you would have to be of the mind that uh, Jesus, uh, the Christ and, and God the Father aren't exactly the same. Uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, um individual person deity uh uh but you could read this as his pep talking himself yes yes uh, because uh, uh which does change a lot a little bit of the the the, yeah. the way that you would read this um but about that day and hour no one knows neither the angels in heaven nor the sun mm-hmm. but only the father and uh, so this could be like a, you know, uh, yeah. a discussing in front of his disciples of like, I don't know when it's going to happen, mm-hmm. uh, but I know that it's coming. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, 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 if the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Uh, um, uh, for the son of man is coming at an unexpected hour. Um now I know a lot of people aren't comfortable with that interpretation of it because we like to think of uh, uh, God and Christ as being one and the same, and so therefore He knew exactly when it was going to happen right. and how it was going to happen. Um, and He's clear here; He doesn't. Yeah. But 
But you, but I think a lot of people also believe that he had a human side, not just human form, but a human yeah. side to him. And so, uh, yeah, that makes you wonder kind of, it, it, it is an interesting thing to think of as like how much, how much deity was this, <laughs> was yeah, this, and, th- this character? Well, it, yeah. And not surprisingly for two, you know, over 2000 years now, people have been pondering long and hard over that question and fighting over it and everything else. Um, and the ultimate answer is we don't know, mm-hmm. but one of the better images is that God set aside in a sense, God set aside that aspect of God's self in Jesus mm-hmm. voluntarily in order to live a fully human life. And in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, that comes through very clearly. Hmm. In John, not so much, where there it's much more God is God, the, the God aspect in Jesus still has a clear communication line with the rest of the Godhead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And very little that happens happens with very little catches, if anything, catches Jesus by surprise. Yeah, he's not surprised. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, and on the cross, if you read the um, description of Jesus dying on the cross, it was all controlled by Jesus. Mm-hmm. Every action. Yeah. And whereas in the others, no. Yeah. So, yeah, this is, this very well could be Jesus talking, in a sense, talking to himself as the primary audience. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, it does, it, which would be a, an interesting, an interesting thing to have been able to witness. Yeah. Maybe a disciple pipes up after 30 verses and goes, <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, go forth, be blessed. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. you, yeah. you, you all, you all do your thing. Was that? You know, ignore that last bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, Matthew and Mark, the apostles, are clueless most of the time. Sure. And so, uh, which I feel, I feel that. I oh, feel yeah. I feel that has to be more accurate. <laughs> yes. And so there is an there is an aspect to the gospels themselves where it's obviously we have a lot more foreknowledge than the people who are living through these events, but it's a situation of Jesus I want people to know this. I know you guys don't get it right now, but just remember it and maybe someone write it down. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> It'll make a little more sense later. Uh, but one thing to emphasize, uh, uh, just a connected thought, is over and over through human history, humans in one way or another have wrapped themselves in bread bed, bed sheets mm-hmm. and climbed on the tops of mountains and saying, on this date, is mm. when these verses are coming t- true. So yep. those of us on this mountain, we're going first and maybe only. Yeah. And time and again, obviously, that has not happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I think that's very clearly. It, it, verse 44 is the invitation for us to join uh, uh, Christ in, again, my interpretation, in, a, in, in uncertainty. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, that's that is the 
I, I think that is the call there in verse 44, as opposed to like, yeah, you got to be, got to be ready for the rapture. You got to be ready for the ending of the world. Like, no, you have to be, you know, you have to, you, there are going to be plenty of unexpected things that mm -hmm. are going to happen and you have to be, it's not ready for that exact scenario. It's, you know, if you, it's the ending of your world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, but it's, it's have things right. Mm -hmm. So that when it does catch, it's not, so, in a way, it's not so much like you not being caught unaware. It's like, hey, when, yeah, when the, the thief comes, uh, whether that be a thief who steals possessions from you or the thief being death, mm -hmm. uh, that when it's taken, you know, it's not, that's not, uh, it's, it's not as detrimental because you've yes. led your life up to that point uh, uh well enough that whenever it does end it it's really you, you can look back it, it's, other people can look back at it and say that was a that was a good life they they did well they were mm -hmm. um you know exactly so so it's not so much prepping for it it's, it's living a good life so that whenever yeah chance it, befalls you it's i would I it's just okay yesterday read a little meditation um, by a, a Buddhist priest about those who are ready to the the longer you're ready to die, the better life you have. Hmm. Mm -hmm. That uh, part of that is the Buddhist philosophy, Christian, Jewish, of holding on very lightly to possessions and things, mm -hmm. and staying focused on the spiritual and love and hope and the things that make a person a better person. Uh, I think I don't think it's holding as much as I hoped it would, but COVID many, many writers thought COVID was a bit of a wake up call for the human race mm. for these verses mm. that, you know, because, because of the thing of people saying, Oh, I'm too healthy to get COVID. And then they die two yeah. weeks later. Yeah. Um, that that's the type of thing these verses we're talking about that kind of um horrible undeserved event that totally caught people by surprise and so some people you know might have only stopped doing bad things when the illness made them incapable of doing so mm -hmm. and others though hope you know hopefully most if not hopefully all lived lives that were faithful enough, loving enough that while their death was a loss for people who loved them, um, it was not a, a huge tragedy uh, because like you said, they had lived a good life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I'm also struck here as I'm rereading uh, this, uh, how uh, verse 38 and 39, we go, we, you know, Matthew uses some historical context here to talk about Noah and the flood. Um, the people who are swept away, it's not like they were doing terrible things either. Right. Uh, you know, before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in, giving in marriage. How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's, it's both. And those are very poetic images because mm -hmm. the eating and drinking, everyday activities, mm -hmm. um, the marriage piece. We're looking towards the future. Yep. And like you say, it's what everyone does. 
um, not anything particularly lousy about it. Um, but yeah, it's just another one of those ways of making clear of this, you could die any day. Yeah, I wanted to point out that this wasn't a, you know, these verses weren't for condemnation of like, right. they should have paid attention and should have listened to Noah. Mm-hmm. In a way, this is kind of Jesus saying like, it was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, you know, it was going to happen and they mm-hmm. weren't going to survive. And it wasn't that they did something to deserve the flood. Right. It was, they were going about their, you know, daily routines and yeah, one of the, the yeah. world happened to them. Again, the Episcopal Church thinks the story of Noah's Ark is a, a poetic teaching lesson rather than a historic account. Right. But so, so it's very appropriate to fantasize a bit about what if more people had listened to God's active voice and maybe not gather up animals, but at least built ships capable of surviving 40 days on the ocean. Mm-hmm. And that, what I'm picturing is you know, dozens and dozens of smaller arcs surrounding Noah's Ark. Mm-hmm. And Noah going, oh, man. <laughs> Maybe I didn't have to do all this work alone. <laughs> but yeah. that's not how the story works. Um, but again, since it's a fiction story, we we can play with it to help us get a better understanding of how much God loves us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, anything else about the gospel reading here? Um, I don't blame anyone if they don't want to read more around it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's some chopping up and <laughs> in the fictional parts. <laughs> Got it. Uh, well, with that. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving! Actually, everyone. probably probably tantalizing enough. People are going to go. Eh, what do those other vor- verses say? What's or as they're about? carving the turkey. What you say? <laughs> well, with that, I think we'll call it a close. This your podcast for November twenty seventh, twenty twenty two, the New Year of Year A, uh, the first New Year, <laughs> the first Sunday of Advent, um, and. Um, as always, we invite you to uh, join us in celebration on Sunday mornings, uh, either in person or online, 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock uh, here at the church with a 9 o'clock uh, uh, educational hour in between for all ages. 10 o'clock service will be broadcast live. On oh, and we will not be doing YouTube. the lit up ball drop this year. Oh, uh, <laughs> dang. Dang, dang. Well, we had a good run. Yeah. Uh, so but uh but yeah well it was uh, copyrighted (laughs) um yeah uh look forward to worshiping with you uh uh however that works for you your schedule and your family um and until next week i'm ben and i'm bruce and we'll talk to you later bye-bye